What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson, and this is a foiling series show. I'm losing count of how many we've done, which is a good thing. Um, appreciate all the support, all the uh, feedback questions. It's cool. It's um, been a lot of fun doing this show, so appreciate it. Uh, today's guest on the show is Jeffrey Spencer. Um, if you are in the foiling world, you know who Jeffrey is. He is doing everything in foiling. He has a, a background in a uh, pretty long history in, in sup surfing and sup racing. Um, he was early into the foiling scene, getting a first look with uh, Kai Lenny. There is a movie, if you Google Jeffrey and Finn Spencer on YouTube, you can watch a, a documentary that they recently did. Probably one of the best movies in foiling thus far. And it'll give a, a little glimpse into how they got started, some of the early testing they were able to do with Kyleni. And, and now that's just progressed into um, both brothers, uh, Jeffrey and Finn, uh, kind of leading the charge in this. Um, in a M2O race that recently happened, Jeffrey, and we talk about this on the podcast a good bit, Jeffrey led the race and was winning when they had to make the turn to kind of go back upwind, uh, leading Kyleni by five to 10 minutes, he says on the show. And then uh, came off foil, kind of missed missed the bump, came off foil and got passed uh, by Kai going into uh, going into the finish. But uh, that's pretty impressive, you know, in a group of all the world's best downwind racers to be leading by that type of margin going into the you know last upwind se session uh, section of the course. So pretty insane. Um, so stoked that Jeffrey came on the show. We've been talking about this for a little while and I appreciate all of the questions, all the folks who reached out on Instagram when I posted that up. So thank you. A lot of those questions uh, we touch on here. And yeah, let's just dive right in today. So uh, Jeffrey Spencer on foiling. Jeffrey, thank you for coming on the show, man. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. It's great to be on. Yeah. You know, this is a long time coming. I, you and I met going back, it had to be four or five years ago at the uh, Stand Up World Tour event in Huntington. We were in the same heat and you smoked me. In my defense, it was like <laughs> knee high and onshore and choppy, but you could already tell there was a lot of talent going on that long ago. So it's cool to finally circle up, man. This is a long time coming. Yeah, thanks. That must have been one of the first events uh, that I went to back in the day. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was the event that started the whole like uh, Progression Project film and, and all that stuff. Um, that idea kind of happened out there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I remember watching uh, the Progression Project film and yeah, being super uh, excited on it. Uh, that was a fun the project. Right? It was really cool. <laughs> that was sick. Um, all right. So this is about foiling and we're going to go through your whole arc of different sports, but let's start with what's so just madness about foiling. Why is everybody getting foil brained? You've done it all. What's special about the sport? It's, uh, it's very different from other sports. Um, even from surfing, just in the way it feels, it's a, it's a lot more weird when you're riding the foil, but I think the best part about it and the reason, um, that it's so popular now is because it's so versatile and you can foil in so many different conditions in so many different places. And, uh, it's 
really fun. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, yeah, where I live, the surf is just terrible right now. And it's, it's still <laughs> so, so insanely fun every day. And I just got a wing. So I've been freaking out on that, which we'll talk a lot about. Oh, as excellent. Well. But uh, what was your first exposure to foiling? You, you're, you know, I, I remember you back stand up. So did you start out on uh, on a stand up? Yeah, but when I first learned to surf and like get in the water, that was kind of the first thing I did was a stand up paddling just in little waves. And uh, then uh, when I don't know, it was probably yeah a few years ago. Um, I was working on foils with. Alex Baguera, who makes the go foils and we got to my brother Finn and I got to go uh, ride some of the first foils with them and just test them out which was really cool to start learning it that early when it hadn't really blown up at all yet and uh, no one even knew if it would work really so it was fun to figure that out with uh, Kai and Alex. That, that was uh, I think well explained kind of told in the movie that you guys recently did that short film why don't you talk about that short film a little bit anyone who has not seen that it's a must watch right after this show because that's a well i mean one of the better things done in, in foiling thus far i think thanks yeah that film was really cool we got to work with um jackson Lebsack, who is in oregon but uh he came out and filmed a couple of the races that we did some of the first foiling races that we were doing and uh it was, yeah, it was really fun. We just, uh, did, uh, yeah, explored the races and told the story about going through each one of those. And it was a cool experience. Jackson is a great filmer and a great storyteller. So he did a great job putting that one together. Yeah. I, I think he did a tremendous job on that. It was super well done. The story's great. Um, a lot of the shots are, I mean, you can tell he's got an incredible filmmaking background, right? Like the shots were insane. So, well done, man. Definitely. He's, yeah, he's doing super well in uh, filmmaking right now. So it's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. It's really cool to work with him. Did you guys do any like uh, like short film festival type stuff with it? Um, I don't think so. We There might have been a couple showings, but I don't remember. I think it's just up on YouTube right now um, yeah. for people to watch. Yeah. I, I'll throw that up on uh, Twitter after this I'll, I'll put up the link on twitter if anyone you follow me on there and want to see that film go check it out um all right so let's get a little technical here i mean the vast majority okay. of the of the audience uh of what i do anyways tends to be super technical and a lot of the questions that i got when i posted hmm. up today were all very technical in nature so let's just start okay. with let, let's go through an arc of the foils that you've written and what you like about them, when they work, why they work. You know, the, a lot of a lot of the requests I get on the show are to talk about gear a lot more. So I know that you now ride for Slingshot. We'll definitely talk about Slingshot, but talk about everything you've ridden, and let's kind of break down the gear for a little bit. Okay. So yeah, we first started riding on um, wings, just that were kind of bigger versions of kite foils, I guess. Just a uh, very like a kind of crescent moon shape and just curved very uh i don't know just kind of the basic idea of a foil just to start out with and they were very simple i guess in the design and they worked very well just just to start out on and learn on and then eventually when it got into like racing and i guess more technical surfing then we started refining the foils 
end, making them faster, making them try to turn a bit sharper. And I guess by including like different, uh, different curves in the wing, different depths in the wing, different thicknesses, just uh, changing pretty much everything about it. And now we're into the foil racing where the wings are still they're bigger than the surf wings, but still we're finding the sweet spot of what's too big and what's too small and what can go the fastest and, uh, and still keep you up without coming down off the foil. So yeah, we're, uh, we've still got a long way to go, I think, in the, the design aspect, the progression of the design for uh, high-performance wings in surfing and in downwinding. Is, is the formula pretty much you want to be on the least amount of wing that you can keep up in both surfing and in, in racing? That's something that I'm starting to realize. Like I'm, I'm gravitating much more as, as my progression has increased. You can kind of follow my track on, on uh, Instagram. I'm trying to keep like, folks up to date so you can see like where I'm at when I'm having these conversations. Um, but, you know, low profile, smallest wing possible seems to be um kind of where it's at where it's going is is that accurate yeah i definitely agree with that just because when you have a, a bit bigger wing maybe it's more lift than you actually need for the situation and it just won't be as efficient if you're trying to go fast in the surf and uh doing fast turns and stuff you'll just feel a little slower overall on a bigger wing maybe it'll be a bit easier to ride which will be better for some people if you're just out to have fun and maybe pump around pump out and catch a couple waves on one ride and do that then you might want to ride a bigger wing but definitely for the surf foiling um and then the racing you want to ride as small of a wing as possible just so it uh it usually means it'll be a bit faster yeah the um the wings that i've been gravitating towards um you know like the unifoil 210 i think is a is an incredible wing the mfc 1250 i think is amazing um, and they tend to be really thin wings, uh, you know, like you need some speed to get them up. What, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people were asking what you rode, uh, uh, for the, the M2O, what wing you were on. I hear there's some secrecy around what you ride a little bit. <laughs> Actually one racer even chimed yeah. in and said, ask, ask Jeffrey why he's always hiding the, the wings he's testing, not letting anyone see them. I think it was a, a joke. I won't name the guy, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we've been working with Tony Lagoche, who uh, designs the wings for Slingshot, uh, just testing new uh, downwind wings to see what will be the fastest. And the wing that I was riding there is a prototype. They're going to have a carbon line of wings coming out soon. And there is a line of wings that is that will, that has that wing shape in it. Um, so it doesn't really have a name yet, uh, and it's not released yet, but it's one that will come out soon and uh, they're very fast and extremely efficient, which means uh, you can get the most speed with the most lift, but not have any uh, waste of energy or extra, extra drag on the wing. And yeah, they, uh, they work very well. What, what type of a wing is it? Is it a kind of a normal high aspect GL yeah, it's 210 unifoil 210 type setup? It's definitely wider than most uh, like surf wings and stuff okay. like that, and it's not very uh, thick front to back, I guess. Um, so it's, yeah, it's probably similar to uh, to a lot of the uh, pumping wings or yeah. efficient downwind wings that people are riding. 
So at the beginning, when, when those higher aspect wings were coming out, a lot of folks were saying that they're not, and even the marketing towards those wings were saying they're not very good in surf. But now I'm experiencing like being able to do some pretty decent turns. And I'm watching, you know, Miso Fernando or Fernando Novice, when he was on the show, he's talking about, he's just posted a bunch of videos on his uh, Unifoil 190. Um, and I know that the GL guys are doing ridiculous turns on those. Do you think that it was just, do you A, agree that you can surf pretty decent on the higher aspect wings? And B, do you just think that was just limited understanding at the beginning when those started coming out and people didn't understand kind of how far you could push those wings? Or do you not agree that that they're actually decent surf wings? I I think they are decent surf wings. It definitely will be easier to do sharper turns on a wing that's not as wide and maybe has a bit more curve in it. But the really fun thing about the, uh, the more high aspect wings is they're great for pumping around. So you can connect tons of waves and uh, you'd almost prefer to ride that one sometimes when you're surf oiling just in really small stuff just so very uh, efficient and you don't have to work very hard on the wave and when it's when it's not very powerful the waves aren't very powerful they're still plenty easy to turn and can be uh even more fun so yeah i i do like riding those in the waves as well but if you're really trying to uh go really fast and do really fast tight turns then you'll probably want something made just for just for surfing what's your favorite surfing right now it's the infinity or actually, it's called the Ghost Whisper 633. It's one that uh, slingshot. It's a slingshot kite race wing, I think. So that's one I use for surfing a bit. And then they also have the Hover Glide Gamma, which is their aluminum foil, the aluminum mast, and that one pumps very well into the. It's fast and turns sharp as well. So that one's really fun to ride. Killer. Since you mentioned the aluminum mast, and I assume you know, you're talking the other masts or carbon masts, how much flex do you right. like when you race? How much flex do you like when you surf? I think uh, what I'm, what we're, what Slingshot's trying to do right now is uh, make as little flex as possible in the mast. I think lose some efficiency if your uh, mast is flexing a bit. Some mm-hmm. some people might think it'd be better, but uh, it hasn't really been proven yet. Other way, I guess, but. Slingshot's new uh, carbon line that they're going to be coming out with has a extremely stiff mass, like the stiffest mass I've ever seen uh, from anyone, which is, uh, it feels very good when you're riding, very responsive, and uh, like you're not wasting any uh, any energy when you're pumping on the foil. I tend to agree with you that I, I do not like, uh, at least a lot of flex. I don't like a lot of flex. I think they're like... Yeah, too much, too much flex definitely makes it a little weird to ride. Yeah, sometimes it'll feel like your foil's going against you, like you you'll load and then go the wrong way on me. Um, totally, I don't like that. So, how did how did Slingshot get such a stiff carbon mass? Did they do use some sort of core material to do yeah, it? Yeah, they there's multiple layers in their uh, in their mass, and I'm not sure exactly what it's made out of, but they're they've been testing them a lot to make sure they're built extremely uh, strong, so that they uh, they can withstand a lot of force for like wind foiling and stuff like that and stuff foiling on big boards and big wings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They're extremely stiff. Um, all right. So you mentioned wing foiling and sup foiling. Let's start with sup foiling. What's the place of sup foiling, uh, 
do you see? Like, like you prone foil, I know, and you sup foil. Like, when, when are you taking out the sup foil in surf? When are you taking out the prone foil? What do you like about each? At this point, with the sub foil, I pretty much only take it out for downwinding. Okay. And it's it's great to ride in the downwind conditions because it's easier to get started than a prone foil. Because to get up on a prone foil, you usually need a wave. So downwinding, you have a much easier time getting up with the paddle in the downwind bumps. But I would definitely always prefer to be riding the surf foil just because once you're up on the air with it, it's a lot smaller and a lot uh, more responsive and feels a bit more high performance when you're riding. It's very easy to control. and uh, uh, With the prone yeah, foil board. Easy to pump. Yeah, with yeah. the prone foil board. Yeah. Um, so I, in any any uh, time I go surfing, I would take the prone foil board out. I never uh, take a sub foil board out anymore. No. I, I've, I'm probably like 95% towards the, the same thing. I started out on sub foil and I really like it. But it's just, I mean, once you're connecting waves, the paddle, you know, if you're connecting, you know, seven, eight waves, you don't really yeah, need that's the paddle for the whole too. time. Yeah, you feel like you're just standing there holding a, holding the paddle for no reason. So yeah, it's nice to have the freedom with your arms and just with the board too, just to be uh, going on the surf foil. Yeah. And in some ways, I actually think it's a little safer in surf too. I watched my son actually do this and he does a lot of stand up. Uh, surfing and then when he got into foiling he tried stand-up foiling a couple times then he defaulted to prone because he can grab the board so he's really light and he gets overlifted all the time he's on like an 1100 wing he's like flying out of the water all the time but he just has right. these safety grabs that he does and he's like no nah, dad i don't want to paddle in my hands because i can't do this stuff um and so i think that in in that aspect it's almost better a little bit to to have your hands free if you get used to that maybe yeah, I agree. It's it's nice to nice to have the freedom. Yeah. Um so and then you mentioned the hand kites as Kane calls them. What do you call them? Um I guess they have a few names. We call I call it the slingwing a lot just because that's a slingshot's name for them. Okay. Um but I think another name is wing surfers. So <laughs> it's like wind surfing <laughs> but wing surfing, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. it seems like your last, I was looking at your Instagram today before we did this and it, it looks like the majority of your last 10 posts are all wing surfing and you're doing some ridiculous stuff. Is, is that just because the conditions haven't been great for, uh, surf foiling or is it just because you've fallen in love and addicted to the whole, the whole wing surfer thing? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of both for sure. Um, I love the, the wing surfing. It's extremely fun, especially when you, uh, we figured out how to water start on the surf foil boards. Um, so now when we're up, we can have the straps on our boards and just do jumps over and over. And it's extremely fun just to try try the jumps again and again. But the conditions for surf also haven't been very good because uh, we usually go to the harbor to surf foil and there has not been swell there for a long, long time. So it's definitely... I very much enjoy the wing surfing but there also hasn't been good conditions for the surf island as well but if there were i would definitely be out there gotcha did you windsurf first i windsurfed when i was very little but i haven't progressed much since then so i'm still at a very basic level for windsurfing 
Gotcha. Yeah, but your your wing surfing is pretty insane. What was the learning curve like for you on that? Did you kite? Did you understand wing? You know, like like sailing. You know, the whole kiting type uh, using the wind, or or is this all fairly new to you? I do kite, and I also okay. did used to be in a sailing club when I was little. Okay. So I've done quite a bit with sails in the wind and um, stuff like that, but. The learning curve is actually extremely quick, and especially for people who haven't done any any sailing or anything like that before, I'm very surprised by how fast so many people pick it up if they already know how to foil. It seems like one of the easiest things to learn, even easier than kiting and windsurfing to learn. Uh, yeah, just for people who are getting started. So I'm getting started right now, and I am... I've only been out on the foil board a couple of times. We haven't had a lot of wind. In fact, she had some pretty good surf, but um, I'm able <laughs> to get up and pump and get going pretty, pretty good on my heel side. That whole turn back downwind and then switching of the wing. You have any tips for that? Because I keep getting caught up and kind of getting pulled over, you know, over my heels when I go to switch. It's really hard to get that loaded um, to go on your toe side foil right what's the trick are you going there? from the you're going from the heel so your heels are facing downwind to start or no. are your toes facing downwind toes downwind i don't I, what, what's the right way to explain this i'm sure i'm using all okay. the wrong i i don't really know either actually <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i would i would recommend i actually have trouble turning that direction too usually for some reason when you turn that way the wing likes to drop down into the water it does and like kind of this... point up wind which is weird so sometimes I usually have to take both my hands and just hold the wing like level in place. So it doesn't want to like point up wind. And then, uh, as You're... I'm turning around and then once I'm around, uh, then I bring it back up and grab the other side. So it is kind of weird. So you're turning downwind though, right? You're going from your heels to your toes downwind and you're holding the wing up, like kind of depowered on top of you, kind of like just maybe pumping through that turn till you get set up right? and then repowering. Right. Yeah, okay. that's something I would try for sure. That, that's, I was playing, I have a land board too. And yesterday it was pretty windy. I was playing on the beach and, uh, um, oh, cool. yeah, that's actually really fun, man. You can get going pretty fast, like probably faster <laughs> than I should dangerous. be going on the, <laughs> yeah. the, the best yeah, part about really it, Jeffrey, cool. is that you can't see what's in front of you half the time. So right. you got to be careful to like not take out kids and stuff. Right. Oh, that's, yeah, this seems very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I figure I, I know how to foil pretty decent, so I'm just trying to learn the uh, learn what to do with the, with the with the kite. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Like once you have, if you have the feel of foiling, you're you're probably uh, able to just have the extra. You're able to make up for some mistakes that you would make with the wings. So you can kind of pump through the sections where you're not getting as much power. Yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you'll pick it up pretty quick. What you said was what was happening to me, though. I'd go to make that turn, and then I'd catch the wind early before I was ready, and it basically just pull me over the board on like kind of that fall you don't want, and then on top of the uh, on top of the wing. I did that a few times. Um, right. So, all right. Let me. I got a couple questions here from guys who reached out. You're a popular dude, and when I posted today, I got a bunch of them. So let me hit you with uh, since we're talking about this. Uh, wing surfing right now. There were a few of those. Okay. Um, 
So when you're doing that, uh, straps or no straps? The wing foiling. Yeah, let's go. Let's actually just have a straps, no straps conversation right now in general. Okay. Hit me I with it. Would ride, I would ride with straps when I am surf foiling and wing foiling and not downwind foiling. When I downwind foil, I don't use any straps. But in the surf foiling, I guess surf foiling, I would go with straps or without straps if I want to try jumps and I'm riding my smaller foil and uh, maybe the waves are a bit more critical and I'm trying sharper turns, then I would prefer to ride with straps. But if it's a nice small day and maybe riding my bigger wing, just trying to pump around and connect waves, I wouldn't use straps then. Okay. And then on the wing surfer, to learn, I would recommend riding a big board with no straps just because then you can place your feet exactly where you want them and it'll be. But then right now I've uh, started riding my surf oil board and then to do jumps, I would definitely recommend having straps on the board, yeah. uh, make it a little. Uh, you, break, with. you broke up there a little bit. You said to make it a little what? Oh, to make, uh, to make jumping a bit easier okay. or a lot easier on the surf yeah. oil board. I would definitely recommend having straps for the jumping on the wing surfer. Um, and you can put those on a bigger board too when you're wing surfing. But to learn, I find it easier to not have straps. I think some people actually prefer to have straps when they're learning uh, just because they like, I guess, the feeling of being attached. But uh, for me, it's a bit easier to place my feet in different spots just so it's not as difficult to balance. Right. But uh, it definitely is a bit of a preference thing. And then uh, in downwind foiling, I know some people do use foot straps. And I guess that's just to when you're lifting up on the pump, I'm pretty sure it can be easier um, if you have a, like a front foot strap, because then when your front foot lifts up, uh, you, it might be more efficient to have that. But for me, I prefer to kind of change the stance of my feet a lot, depending on how fast I'm going. So when I get into a bigger bump, I'll make my stance a bit wider. When it's a bit a uh, bit softer or I'm pumping, I'll narrow my stance a bit. Mm-hmm. So I definitely prefer to have no straps on the downwinding. Um, do you move your feet a lot when you surf foil? You said straps or no straps are fine. I, I tend to move my feet a ton when I'm, but I've never used straps. I, you know, I've never. Uh, well, once I used straps one time on a stand up. Um, and you can pump a lot harder, but um, do you move your feet yes, a lot when I, uh, you're surf foiling? I definitely move my feet a lot when I surf foil. And yeah. that's why when, if you're just going out for a fun session on the surf foil and it's, you're just wanting to pump around the cruise and do turns, it's definitely a lot nicer without straps. It's kind of difficult to deal with when you're getting up on a wave. And sometimes it's just not worth, not worth the hassle at all because it can be totally fun to ride uh, without a strap. And then, as you said, you can move your feet around and it's a lot easier to balance. Yeah. And, uh, put the weight where you want on the board a minute ago you said sometimes in surf foiling when you want to ride a smaller wing you'll use straps does that just mean because the surf is bigger or does that mean that there's an advantage in having straps with a smaller wing in the same size surf just uh when i ride the smaller board and smaller wing when i'm uh wing wing surfing i'll use the straps just because it's easier to water start with and then okay when you're wing surfing not not when you're not when you're prone surfing oh 
riding the, yeah okay riding a smaller wing in the surf on the prone surfing i would yeah. use i'll just use straps if i'm trying to do jumps pretty much uh, okay and then if i'm just trying to do carbs or yeah then i wouldn't use them because it actually is a lot easier to like get going and ride without them but yeah pretty much just for jumping i would use them i gotcha all right um some questions about the m the m2o um can you talk us through that race I, i've heard different reports of how one one question was can you can you have uh jeffrey talk about how he smoked kyleni <laughs> i won't name i won't name names some of these people you probably know all right uh, <laughs> that was a funny one uh, but kai ended up winning that race right but did you beat him to the end can you talk talk through the race a little bit yeah so we were very lucky we had great conditions for the race and even at the start which is usually pretty light it uh it was windy enough to get going right away and so kai uh Clement and i who Clement got third in the race we got up right away and we were all pumping next to each other and then just slowly um flat water started yes flat water started on the sign up boards but it was it was a there was a bit of wind so it was assisted for sure okay and then we reached the bumps pretty quickly where we didn't have to pump as much which is very nice because it's kind of scary starting to pump uh or just having a flat water pump at the start of a 32 mile race so you're kind of wondering about how much energy you want to save do you wear a heart and, rate uh, monitor, man? Have left at the end? Like I, I know, as, do you wear a heart rate monitor? I know that I have about tops, like two minutes of flat water pumping in me, tops on a <laughs> on a big old wing, and and I'm like 170 heart rate, thinking about calling the paramedics when I'm done with it. But I'm a lot older <laughs> than you guys are. But like, I mean, how long can you pump for? What what's your heart rate hitting when you're when you're doing this? Because that just seems insane to me to be able to 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 pump for as long as it seems like some of you guys can pump for. Yeah, that's a good question. I actually haven't worn a heart rate monitor before, but I've pumped for a couple minutes before just in flat water. Yeah. And it definitely has to do with uh, having the perfect size wing for you and the perfect size wing for the board and everything. So it's the most efficient. Right. Because, uh, the, yeah, the less efficient your wing is going to be the harder it's going to be to pump, which means you'll tire out a bit easier. What do you so weigh and, and how big is your wing? I weigh 145. And okay. the funny thing is I'm actually not sure how big my wing is. It's somewhere <laughs> it's somewhere around 1,200 or something. Sure you're not, Jeffrey. Actually... <laughs> Tony just makes the wings and he never told me the size. Uh, we kind of <laughs> guessed on that one. So, okay. yeah, it's around there. Around a twelve forty-five, so that's a pretty big. Around, if that's a high yeah, aspect wing, that's a pretty that's a pretty big wing. Then I mean, like the, I'm like two. Definitely. I think the the two ten that I ride, I think is like a thirteen hundred. Um, and yeah, I'm like, I'm like two hundred pounds. Yeah, it's definitely bigger than you'd ride in the surf. Gotcha. For sure. Okay. So, so all yeah, right, that's, so, that's also what allows us to uh, just having that that size i guess in the wings allows us to get going in that in those lighter conditions right on so then you guys pump out to the wind line um keep going with them the m2o right so um we had, yeah we all did pretty good start and we just uh had to pump quite a bit at the start to reach the to reach the good bump and just slowly i was able to uh slowly make more distance throughout the race on kai 
just very gradually. And then just, I've yeah, I've been working on uh, technique a lot. I've been doing two to three foil runs a day downwinding before the race, just practicing and, yeah, working on technique and uh, how to be the most, or how to be as efficient as I could just uh, in the pumping and in the way of connecting bumps. And then, yeah, we got to the end of the race. I was a good amount ahead of Kai. I came around China Wall, and there's this little reef at the end, or at the, just off the wall there, that had some waves because there was a small south swell. And when you come in, you have to turn up into the wind. So you definitely have to try to connect the bump when you're riding into the finish, or else you're not going to be able to pump all the way in because the wind is extremely strong offshore. So I came up on the reef and I tried to line up this wave. I saw one coming in and I got too far ahead of it before it stood up on the reef. So when it stood up, it kind of faded a bit behind me. I uh, tried to fade back and kind of messed up, like missed the pump on the foil and accidentally came down. And then once I was down, I wasn't able to get back up. The wind was too strong offshore. Oh no! And at that oh. yeah, at, the, at that point, I was uh, five to ten minutes ahead of Kai. I'm not sh- exactly sure how far it was, but then he was able to connect the bump from the outside, and he could ride it. He rode it into the inside reef, and then passed. I was paddling on my stomach trying to get to the finish. It's about a mile, I think, from the point to the finish, just straight up into the wind. So I was paddling on my stomach, and he was able to connect uh, the bump past me and just inside the inside reef. And then, yeah, at that point, he was a couple minutes ahead of me, which is crazy how fast, like, how much faster you go on the foil compared to just paddling down. So, yeah, that was a, definitely a mistake uh, that I made on that one. But Oh, man. What, what was, was your self-talk? With, uh, with the race. I mean, it sounds like it was an epic what was race. I... What was your self-talk there after you came down as you were paddling, knowing that he was closing the distance? Yeah, I definitely knew he could uh, connect the bump. So I I didn't think I had the race one at any point uh, throughout the whole thing. I was just super excited to, to be ahead and to have had a really good run up until then. I felt like I was connecting bumps well and using my energy well. And uh, so, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't feel... Uh, too bad about it when he he was able to get that one uh past me because i knew uh and definitely knew it could happen so i was bringing out just still need to get to the finish uh because clement came pretty close at the end too so yeah i was still working on just paddling to the end man uh that had to be had to be pretty awesome to know that you did so well in the you know downwind section of the race yeah i was insane. super happy with that that was definitely the best part Right on. Um, do you know what wing Kai was riding in that race? I, I've heard he downwinds on like the 1250 MFC sometimes. Um, he does downwind on the 1250 MFC a lot, but I think in that race he had a custom wing. Mm-hmm. Something, it looked pretty similar to uh, to the other uh, high aspect wings uh, we've been riding for downwind, just something a bit, a bit wider and a bit more narrow. Is there anything that you're seeing right now in the downwind um, design that you think is going to catch on that's being underutilized right now? You know, it seems like everybody's moving towards high aspect. Do you think the next thing is out there? Have you seen a glimpse of it? Or do you think that we'll be 
we're kind of understanding now what the most efficient wings are going to look like. And this might be, you know, what, what downwind foiling looks like for the next five to 10 years. I, yeah, I think we're so much closer to the, the best downwind foiling than we were last year. And I don't think, I think at this point, the things look similar to what, um, what the best they could look like is, but I, there's always, you never know what the next thing's going to be till it comes, I guess. So, yeah, I'm always ready to try something new. And I definitely think there could be something else out there, uh, some other crazy design that, that works even better. Yeah. Um, how much time are you spending on research and design with Slingshot now that you guys have gotten signed on for there? Do you have some sort of, you know, test protocol? I know you spend a lot of time out in Hood River. I know a lot of that I have heard from some some people that are friends that you know you are hiding you know wings going to different locations to test stuff where no one can see the gear uh, a lot of cloak and dagger <laughs> stuff going on um you know what's the what's the whole design test process like with slingshot yeah it's, it's great working with uh tony lego she's brilliant when it comes to the foil wings and he designs he designs everything and so he comes up with all the ideas and we just yeah, it's good to get to go to Hood River. That's where Slingshot's based out of, and that's where he is, and they can build some wings there, which makes it great for testing different designs. Um, and, yeah, basically he he comes up with an idea, and then we get to test it. We time the run, see how it feels, and just try whatever, uh, whatever works well we keep going with and keep trying to make it better. What What kind of questions does he ask for feedback? Hmm. Basically, how if you have to work, or how hard it is to keep it, um, keep the foil going fast. I guess if it if it's more efficient, you won't have to work as hard to for it to go as fast. But a lot of the time, we look at um, just the numbers too and the times on a run to see how fast it is. Because everything sometimes something might feel better, but it'll end up being a bit slower on the in the actual downwinding race. So yeah, it's very interesting to, uh, to see, yeah, just the numbers compared to how it feels. Do you wear like an Apple watch or, um, some sort of GPS watch to get those numbers? I, I have a GPS watch. It's called like a Tom Tom. And I'm not sure if it's, uh, extremely accurate sometimes, but it works pretty well. And basically we just time the runs too, cause we know the, uh, we do the same run, I guess, every time. So we're able to time them and see uh, how fast we're going. Oh, right on. Um, I, I'm very surprised at the difference in speed between wings. I always try to wear an Apple Watch and use a Dawn Patrol app or Sessions or one of those apps. And um, I kind of just look at the, you know, speeds on different waves uh, with, you know, different different foils and it's, it's crazy how like that MFC 1250 is, you know, pumps at like five kilometers an hour faster than pretty much any other wing I have. But I have to maintain that even to keep it up because I'm pretty heavy and it's a pretty small wing. Um, right. But uh, but it's pretty cool, the difference in speeds on the wing. And, and it's also interesting. And sometimes it doesn't even feel like there's that much of a difference in speed because, you know, like the, the slower wings tend to you feel a lot more lift on them, it feels like. So sometimes they're even sketchier than the, the really fast wings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you get a big wing and a 
in some bigger ways. That's one of the most sketchy things for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, have you ridden the um, the 84 Mantas? With, I had the ride engine version, the Manta. That's what I learned on. That um, Okay. You know, the slingshot wing, it's, it's huge. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so, yeah, that one's big. The funny thing is now they have one that's even bigger called the 99. <laughs> and the Infinity 99 was sling, is Slingshot's version of that one. And okay. uh, it's, it's actually my favorite wing for flat water pumping right now. Just it's it's extremely efficient, even though it's massive. It uh, it's great for just standing still and jumping off the dock or jumping off a rock into the water and just pumping in flat water. Right on. I'd love to ride that wing again. It's been, I mean, that's the wing I learned on it. I learned on that in kind of bigger Costa Rica surf, and it was super sketchy because you, you know, yeah, like that's head on... high. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, those wings in the surf have tons of lift, so that would be crazy. Yeah, I was baptism by fire. I actually like my third or fifth something like that prone wave. I took off in like a chest high day, like in a you know beach break, and uh, the thing like <laughs> flipped up. And I was wearing a helmet, thank God, and it hit me. The wing hit me square in the center of the helmet. And I had like three buddies who were all thinking about getting into foiling, and they all decided not to do it after they saw the dent in the helmet. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. yeah, it's definitely worth uh, getting the right size wing for the for the surf you're in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of doing this whole show, man, is to like try to figure out what these best practices for learning are, so people don't have to make all the same mistakes that I made. Right. Um, it's funny. I it I taught I taught a bunch of people to foil, and it actually seems a lot easier for most people, like even behind a boat and stuff, just on the on the smaller wings, even though you think it might be more difficult for them because it's at a higher speed that you have to go to get up. It just seems to be a bit more dynamic, I guess, for and for uh, the beginners and a bit easier to control. And then the bigger wings are better for someone who has figured out foiling and wants to make it work in, uh, in, other, in other ways. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite... So Conroy uh, has asked, what's your favorite foil discipline? And I want to elaborate on that just a little bit and ask, you know, what's your favorite foil discipline? And then what are your favorite like games? I always look at everything like a game, right? Like there's the game within the game, like there's the foiling game, but then there's the the downwind connecting bumps game or there's the, you know, small wave connecting waves game. Like what's your favorite foil discipline? And then what's your favorite game within the game? I think my favorite foil discipline is the surf foiling. Mm -hmm. And I guess as part of that, maybe, maybe there's like flat water foiling as part of that, but the surf foiling is just so fun because when you're up on the surf foil and you, you don't have to hold any paddle or anything, it's just, it, you're so free and uh, it's, you can go so fast. You can carve really smooth turns and you don't have to work that hard. And uh, it's, it's just fun pretty much. Yeah. That one's really cool. And then uh, the favorite game in the game, the the connecting bumps on winning is is really cool too. It uh, it's very uh, specific, I guess. Uh, connecting bumps. Um, there's if you have a different technique, I guess it uh can make it a lot. It can make your run a lot faster. And yeah, that one's really fun to try and be as precise as possible when connecting bumps. Can you talk through kind of what your strategy is, how you approach, say, uh, connecting bumps in different days on the water and 
you know, Zane, when he was on the show, I don't know if you listened to his show, but he talked about riding the windswell versus riding the groundswell and some wings, you can, you can actually catch the groundswell bumps and, you know, go a lot faster and that Kai beat him at a race recently where he, you know, Kai was able to, on a much smaller wing, couldn't get up early, but then when he did get up, he was able to go so much faster and, you know, connect the underlying bumps. Um, can you talk us through, you know, the strategy of downwinding? Right. Yeah, that's one of the best parts about downwind foiling in Hawaii is we have those bigger waves that come through that you can get on and you end up going so fast on wind. And that's one of the great things about the more efficient foils these days, too, is uh, they work so much better connecting or catching the, uh, the bigger bumps because you're able to go a bit faster to keep up with them. And a big thing with connecting the bumps is just timing of when you're going to pump. A thing I do a lot is kind of wait till the bump stands up and then I'll kind of sit up on the top of the wave. And then right when it stands up, I'll see the next one kind of flatten out in front of me. I'll really be keeping an eye out for like left or right or straight ahead of where the best place I can go, the, the fastest way I can go to connect the next bump that's going to also be the fastest one to be on. And then, yeah, just waiting up at the top of the bump and timing it pushing down the bump and uh, trying to be as efficient as possible, pumping through the kind of flat zone into the next one and then doing the same thing. That's awesome. Do you see it like kind of like the matrix like where you've got um, all like, like I, I drive a lot of carts and stuff. And so like when you're, when you're like racing carts, sometimes like you see the lines, you know, there's like a couple different lines through traffic Definitely. or, you know, do you see that? Yeah. I definitely do. There's that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing is picking the right line because you can, I'm usually you can't go just straight connecting bumps. Usually you have to go a little left or a little right. So usually you have kind of two options, but then even within those two options, you can say, okay, I'm going to connect two bumps here. I'm going to pass this little one and go, and it all happens so fast too. So just like car racing, I guess you have to be really ready for it. And that's what, that's what makes it uh, very fun racing the downwind one is that a pretty much unconscious process for you at this point or are you probably actively... some parts of it yeah some parts of it at this point are probably a bit unconscious but uh i definitely still pay attention to it and i think that's probably the biggest thing that's improved with how much time i've spent uh just practicing downwind foiling is that's what i've been uh just working on is the best taking the best lines through the bump yeah, I, I have a feeling that that's where a lot of the time is going to happen over the next, because it's a different approach. I feel like so many of the top foil rate, and I have no background in any of this, so this is, could I'm just talking, I'm just speculating, but, you know, most, like, you guys came from, you and your brother did a lot of sup racing downwind, you know, and, and Kai did, and right. Zane did, and you guys have all started to move into foil downwinding. I assume it's a very different game. Um, and I, th- I think that those lines, like whoever's drawing those best lines, I think gear is going to even out and technique is going to kind of even out. And it's, there's really going to be a beautiful mental game in there of just who can see it the best, you know, at the end of the day and cardio as well. Right. I agree. I think that's, yeah, that's the core of a, or if that is the core of the race, then that'll be really cool. It's, it's similar to stand up down winning where you're, you're kind of picking the line, but it's just, uh, expanded on so much because you're going so much faster and do so much 
um, more ground you can cover so easily just because you're up on the foil. Yeah, I, I, it's one of the things I really want to do. I've done some limited downwinding um, here, but we don't really have a coastline for it. We just kind of go out on, on the Zodiac and, and whip in a little bit. Um, what's the, uh, this is also Conroy, what's the hardest thing to do on a foil? Hmm. I think the hardest thing to do on a foil probably hasn't even been thought yet <laughs> or even conceived at all because there's, there's so, like every day I feel like we're trying something new. And that's one thing I always do, especially on the wing, just think of, like, what can I do next? And uh, probably at this point, one of the hardest things to do was maybe, maybe like, flat water pumping. But even that, not that difficult, just going far, I guess. Um, maybe different tricks on the wing surfer that uh, maybe spins. Even same with surf oiling, maybe flips or spins surf oiling. But there's, I don't know, there's so many difficult things about it but uh i don't know people people keep trying them and they'll they'll do them yeah I, I was blown away by nathan's video um yesterday or today yeah that was super cool i was yeah. trying them see the other day and was not uh very successful either but uh <laughs> yeah something there'll be so many crazy tricks and stuff like that i think it'll be probably uh like windsurfing or kiting there's so many I mean, it's, I guess it is a bit more similar to windsurfing, but there'll be probably back loops and front loops and crazy things like that. Yeah, I can't believe how high some guys are getting right now launching with the with the wing surfers. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it's a bit too high sometimes. Uh, I was out the other day and I did a jump. At a, I kind of lost control in the middle and just free fell. And it was, yeah, it was a bit scary. I'm sure, man. I mean, you're coming down on top of the foil. You know, Brian, I was talking to Foil World Brian the other day, and he was saying, you know, he, he did an air and, and kind of lost it in the middle and kind of just missed his foil on the way down. And I'm not doing airs on a foil at all right now. <laughs> I don't know if I want to at all. Um, right. But that scares the, that scares me, man. I think that's probably the, the best thing you can uh, focus on in foiling when it comes to safety is just, as long as you stay away from the foil, you'll be okay. Because the board, if you hit the board, it's all right. If you hit the wing, it's all right. Um, but the foil is what will really hurt if you fall on it. So that would definitely be some advice for uh, people who uh, are trying new things on the foil. Don't hit the foil. What about foils and big Don't waves? Don't hit the foil. Um, just about hitting them? or what No, I mean, just about as a place. Like, how much... How much more enjoyment do you get or do you get more enjoyment? This is a debate I have with some friends, you know, pretty, pretty consistently. Um, I love foiling and, you know, waist, chest high surf, you know, beach break, you know, connecting lots of waves or longer, you know, smaller points. I've got some buddies who are really into foiling, like some bigger stuff. And I don't think it's right. I don't think it's like in surfing, there's a, it's way more fun to surf a three foot overhead wave than it is to surf a waist high wave. But you don't have that same difference, at least in my opinion, uh, between a waist high wave and a three foot overhead wave on a foil, you know, like, how do you see that? Are you pushed towards wanting to ride bigger stuff or are you pretty content, um, foiling in smaller conditions? Um, I, I totally agree that there's, it's so much uh, more similar with foiling, the difference between big waves and small waves than it is in surfing, just because uh, 
you, I guess, spoiling works so well in the small waves already that, uh, uh, yeah, it's just as fun. But in the big waves, you're definitely going to go faster. And so that's, that's probably the biggest difference is uh, the speed you're going to go at. And that is, it is really fun. I do enjoy that a lot, but I enjoy uh, the small waves just as much. I Which think they're both equally fun. What's your perfect? Uh, that's kind of what I think too. I think it levels out somewhere. I, I, there's a point, probably after a few feet overhead, that I'm not having as much fun. It kind of turns into the feeling of like a big wave session for In me. A, yeah, I wouldn't paddle into bigger waves usually on a foil. That would be pretty crazy. But towing, towing bigger waves on a foil is extremely fun just because you're behind the ski already. You yep. could be whipped into crazy walls and, yeah. It's pretty different and fun. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, what's your ideal foil day? Surfing. Probably, like surf day. probably waves that are maybe almost head high, but definitely like at a bit flatter wave. Um, so it's not so critical just because the, you don't need the critical uh, sections on the foil. And they definitely are, is what makes it a bit more sketchy when it's a bit more critical. So uh, right. yeah. And, even one thing too is people the cool thing about foils is they do work great in any conditions even when it's messy out but when it's clean it's even it's even better it, uh it feels even smoother so clean conditions would be very fun as well yeah the it's been really choppy here we've had a lot of days of like northeast wind and you know onshore at 15 to 20 and it's amazing yeah. how much more difficult it is to pump with the chop and upwind, mm. you know, it's like definitely the wind. It's crazy how much further you'll go on a glassy day than on a choppy day. You'll think you're riding like a different foil or something, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, just the wind blowing you back. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, all right. So Conroy, last question, board dim- dims, like what's your, uh, what's your prone foil board dimensions? What's your sup foil downwind dimensions and maybe wing, surfer board dimensions yeah um my surf foil board is uh uh four six sorry and i'm not sure how wide it is i think it's around uh 20 22 liters maybe or maybe like 24 liters um that one's definitely some people would ride shorter boards than that four six is a i think kind of a mid-length board uh, when it comes to foiling but i uh enjoy it just for the ability to paddle into waves and landing airs and stuff it's nice to have a bit of surface area on it um just to get the glide and then my downland foil board is i think a foot longer than my surf foil board so it's five six or maybe yeah i think it's around five six so it's pretty short for a downland foil board but it has a lot more volume it's at like 70 liters i think just so it's easier to stand on and it has a lot of flotation for when uh, I'm trying to get up, started uh, going down lane, just pedaling up on a bump. And then for wing surfing, I actually used my downwind foil board to learn on. And then now I'm using my surf foil board, which is great for a lot of people because they can use the same board for both. Um, and then the sling wing that I use is usually uh, the four, four meter one. The four meter. Yeah. Did, did you hear how Billy Ackerman described getting up? Um, on the show, I don't know if you've listened to that one. The uh, he he talks about how to prone or not prone, but like water start. I want to see if you agree with what he said. 
What did he say about that one? Basically holding it up over your head and kind of like getting the board up on the water first and then, you know, pumping the the wing to try to to try to get up or, or any tips that you could give. I, I don't know how many people are trying to water start yeah. on prone prone boards right now, but hopefully one day I'll do that. It, uh, it is a little weird, but with a big wing, it's actually surprisingly not too difficult. What I do is I sit on top of my prone board and I flip the wing over usually. So it's uh, facing the way I want to, so it's uh, the top is up. <laughs> right. And then I hold the leash so it doesn't flip over as I put my feet into the strap. And then I'm crushing on my board with my feet in the strap. I grab the top inside handle um, on the left of the wing. And then I put my back hand on the back handle on the right. And then I'm regular stance. So I'll have my left foot forward, but I'll actually start riding to the right just because the angles for some reason are easier to, it's easier to hold the wing in the correct position uh, going that direction. So that makes it easier to get up. So you and then I'll side start crouching. Sorry? You toe side start then? Like you're you're going towards like it would be like a front side bottom turn right. surfing? Interesting. I can do it, but but it definitely is more difficult just because uh, the way the way your arms are, it doesn't uh, give you as much extension to get uh, up on, with. Which way? So you're you're starting like heel side, like like kind of like the backside bottom turn, or you're starting toe side like front side bottom turn? I would start so my heels are facing downwind. Heels are downwind. Okay. Yeah. So and, and I, so it would be kind of a switch stance when I'm actually up riding with the wing. Right. Um, because I usually don't switch my stance once I'm in the strap. Uh, so yeah, it is, it is, it seems weird, but for some reason that way is easier. So you're crossing then, uh, your body okay. with the wing. Like, right. that's, okay. Weird. I want to see, do you have any it videos is, on this? People could check out on Instagram or anything? Um, yeah, I think so. There's one of two posts back, uh, up in Hood River. It's a super windy day. Oh, actually that one, I'm going the other way. Um, Actually, I don't think I have a video of that up right now, but there there are videos of me riding uh, with my heels tumbling. So you can okay. see what that looks like. But uh, yeah, maybe I should uh, put one up of the, a close-up of the water start for people to see. Yeah, but, uh, I'd love to yeah, see then, that. I, then I'm crouching on the water, holding the wing, and then basically just hold it pretty much up and down and then wait for a gust. And then once the gust comes, you kind of stand up. Hopefully you're getting pulled across the top of the water. So your board's starting to glide a little bit, and then you just pump the wing and uh, pump the board as much as you can, and uh, start to yeah start to move forward and get up on the foil. That's awesome. I'm watching some of your videos right now. The what size mast are you using on this? That seems like a longer. That's a pretty long mast. Right for that, I use the 91 uh, 91 centimeter mast, which is also what I use for downwinding usually, just because uh, when you're going fast on the swing wing. Uh, you don't want the wing to come out of the water or else you'll fall pretty hard. So having the longer mass just gives you uh, more room to move the foil up and down in the water, I guess. More room for error. Yeah. That turn you had on September 19th, that's pretty nuts how you're just putting the wing in front of you, kind of going upwind on it, doing a doing the circle. That's pretty – I haven't seen anybody do that before. That's dope. Yeah, thanks. It's really crazy how you can uh, – backwind the wing you can uh yeah just flip them over and push your arms into the wind and they work pretty well pretty fun 
I wonder if that's easier to do than the whole switch. You're leaning I against think, it. <laughs> it is it is pretty weird. It's hard to balance sometimes, but maybe for some people it would be. It's definitely worth worth trying out. Killer. All right, a couple more questions and I'll let you go, man. This has been awesome. You are uh uh incredibly articulate and have been great at explaining all this stuff. <laughs> I think everybody's gonna love it. So thank you. Um let's see what, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. What do we got here? We got... Um, oh, so Head1P asks, strapless airs versus strapped, pros and cons, and then the big one, which is cooler? Hmm, I, I definitely think strapless airs are cooler just because I can't really do them. And... <laughs> They seem, they seem crazy to do, especially with no grabs or anything. Um, but I, I've tried a couple and done a couple. But for me, I I prefer riding straps for the airs uh, just because you can go a bit bigger and not have to worry about hitting the foil as much. But uh, it's definitely preference as well. And both can be – both are super fun. So whichever you prefer. Um, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy doing airs with the strap so I don't uh, fly off and hit my foil. <laughs> all right campost fc i don't know if that's exactly how you ask this say that but uh asks back foot position why does kylenny place his back foot way back from the mast so i don't know if you've asked I'm, kai that yeah i'm assuming this is about uh downwind foiling and kai does have his foot pretty far behind the mast usually and that's just because of the way his foil is balanced so depending on what foil you're riding the the balance will be different for where you have to stand. And usually with the more high like downwind foils, when the mast is uh, further forward towards the front wing, usually your back foot will end up further behind the mast just because of the way it's balanced. And if you're on a bigger wing with more lift, then usually you'll stand further forward. So a, a buddy of mine, um, a good friend, Mike Pedigo, St. Augustine, we foil together a lot. He and I both had kind of the same revelation in the lat. We had a bigger swell here, and both of us are on higher aspect wings most of the time now. And okay. when it when it was pretty big, uh, both of us felt like going faster, con- like counter to what like maybe a lower aspect foil would feel like. It almost felt like we were back foot pressuring more. You know, like the foil yeah. wanted to roll forward more. Is that? I mean, like. Are you shimming your your high aspect wings or using bigger back wings? Is that like a normal thing or or? Uh, but we both felt we both felt it in this last bigger swell. Uh, we're kind of surprised because it doesn't seem like seems like you should be far heavier front footed as uh, when you're going totally. faster. That's another thing that has to do with the design of the wing. Some wings, when you go faster, they'll actually start to bring the nose of the board down more. And that can definitely depend, as you said, on the angle of the back wing. If the bit, uh, if the back wing's angled a bit more up, then it'll point the nose down as you go faster. So uh, that definitely uh, has to do with your equipment as well. Gotcha. Yeah, we're both riding bigger, as- high aspect wings with really small tail wings. Um, okay. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's it. Um, and then it can, it our- can depend on the. It can depend on the front of the, sh- or sorry, the shape of the front wing as well, um, just on how the, how the curve over it is and 
things I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, um, and Tony Alberto Marti, I'm probably ruining that. Alberto Marti is asking, uh, who are LP foils and how good are their foils? I don't know if that's someone that you ride or people have seen you riding. Yeah, that's, that's the foils that I rode last year for the M2O and the Gorge race and some races in Maui. I was working, the guy who know, who owns LP foils, his name is Peter, and we got to work with him and make custom foils for a year and design really fast ones. He designs Windsor foils, and I think he makes them custom for people. Um, and yeah, they're, they're great foils. It was excellent to work with him. I think we, yeah, we both made a lot of progress in the foil design when we were testing them for those races and yeah, the foils worked very well. Right on. All right. Well, this has been awesome, Jeffrey. What, uh, what do you want to leave folks with? First off, how can people find you? What's your Instagram? If they're not following you already, I bet 98% of people listening to this are following you. But where can uh, where can people find you? And what are your parting thoughts, words? Um, yeah, I, I pretty much only just post stuff on Instagram at Jeffrey underscore Spencer. And my parting words would be to anyone looking to get into foiling. It, uh, if you stick with it, uh, you'll figure it out. Um, just with any aspect of foiling, if you uh, consistently consistently are trying it and uh, keep uh, working on it, uh, you'll you'll figure out what you're trying to learn. Right on, man. Well, thank you very much for doing this. <laughs> I think it would be rad to have your brother on to have you back on in the future. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, Finn, I think Finn would like to definitely come on to talk about foiling. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would be incredible. And it's good to, uh, get, good to chat again. You know, last time we, we hung out, you kicked my butt in little, <laughs> we should have been foiling back then in those waves. Yeah, we should have been foiling <laughs> in those waves for sure. Oh, it's yeah, classic. <laughs> All right, man, Jeffrey, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This was great. <laughs>